0: What is up brothers and sisters welcome to the Mitch Gray Show another awesome episode that I I say this every show I'm so excited for this show and uh, beginning of the year I promised everyone that 2020 was going to be the year of uh, guests and we've had guests every show Um, this is actually the second show of four that we're recording this week it just worked out that way. And friends, I'm excited, uh, you know I love to talk about everything from music to art to leadership to business And today I have one of my favorite people in the world on the show, Mr. Will Bannister Will, welcome Thanks for having me, Mitch And I'm excited, you and I have been trying to work this out for what feels like six months now
1: <laughs> I know it, I know it. Well, I, you know, I, I'm not always, I get buried in my messages and all that, you know Yeah, yeah Dead damn I lose track
0: stuff. I feel, I feel you, man. And it's it's been a busy, uh, busy season for you. Before I've been saying this every show for the last three weeks. When you listen to this show in a year, you'll have to remember that we're in a worldwide pandemic, and so everyone's yeah. schedules. <laughs> but before then, man, you were you were burning the road. Uh, so if you don't know, for those listening, I didn't say this in the beginning. Will is a um country music artist uh even more than that a great uh man a great human being has a wonderful family will and i go back a ways but you need to know his music is uh a as country as it gets but b i say that respectfully because it's organic as it gets and i love that man so now that they know you're a country music artist before the pandemic man you were running everywhere
1: i was mitch and thank you for all that uh yeah, man, I was uh, doing a lot of uh, band shows and a lot of solo gigs and uh, just working everywhere I could. You know, it's always a, always a pleasure uh, to get to play music for people. And, you know, the cool thing is is for years I was scared of doing them uh, solo gigs because, yeah. you know, yeah, I'd been playing with a band for so long, but uh, I got to re- really enjoy them. And uh, one of the reasons is because I got to try out, all of my new original stuff, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And uh so yeah. I, I, it was it was busy and it was fun. Yeah, you know. So yeah.
0: Well this is what you do. You play music and so it's good that you're busy playing music.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, it is.
0: Really good, really good. Um, Will, your new album, man, uh Everything Burns. I'll tell you what, I I had three albums. Let's see, that came out on the 24th of April, correct? So we're we're a couple of weeks out. So I had three albums that week of artists that I really enjoy. Um, You were one of them. And, And I had three nights that week that I stayed up till midnight just so i could get the album downloaded i tend oh, to do that when when there's music coming out that i want to hear i'm like i can't sleep i gotta have this stuff it's a great album man it is well thank you good job you've had some good work in the past what is this probably your seventh or eighth album is that right no
1: actually actually this is my well it's my fourth album of originals
0: okay i mean okay. you know
1: now yeah. there was previous in my teenage years i did some acoustic stuff covers and right. then i've done a cover cd
0: too so yeah
1: but yeah, officially I guess it's my fourth. Uh, so we'll call it your fourth
0: fourth studio album, is what we'll we'll make it yeah. sound real official. But there you go, man. It's great. Um, from start to finish, it's got I, I I would call this out of out of your past couple of pieces, I would call this your most diverse um album. You've got some stuff on there that I think probably for your flavor of music, you're pushing the envelope a little bit, man. So that's not yeah. always easy.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you, you know, uh, this whole album, uh, when I started writing, uh, I wanted to, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of how to say it. I I didn't want, I wasn't selling out, you know, but I was trying to, uh, I don't know, bring it a little bit more present day, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. so. And keep it country. I mean, like I said, I didn't want to sell out, you know. And, no. and so, and also, I went and wrote with some people, which right. I've never really done that before. And so that, you know, pushed me a little bit to, to, uh, you know, get out of my comfort zone, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But, uh, yeah. you know, I'm really proud of how it turned out, for sure. Yeah.
0: It's good, man. It is. Thank you. Really, really strong. Really good. I know it's getting quite a bit of radio play already.
1: Yeah, uh, I've got, uh, we've released Easy to Love, the first single mm-hmm. off of there, um, back, well, a couple, I don't know, a month and a half ago or something. Yeah, I think it was early March or something like that. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. And and it's we released it to Texas Radio, and last I seen it was uh, 72 on the charts there. Nice. So, yeah, you know, it's real exciting. Yeah. I You know, we're just kind of starting out, and uh, uh, it's been going good, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: so uh it's it's exciting. Your uh your vocal on that on that track, Easy to Love, is you've got a great vocal, man, but your vocal on that song is really good. Oh, thank really, you. Really, really good. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, really good. Um a lot of my listeners don't know me as a musician. And so um for those of you that don't know, I'm a songwriter and musician as well. And and I bring that up to say co writing is a different playground. A very different playground. How was that experience for me?
1: It's always best for me to kind of go be by myself usually. Yep, yep. So when I went into the entered the co-writing field, uh, I jumped right in there with a guy named Roger Springer. Okay. And I will tell you what, uh, you know, it's like getting thrown in with the wolves. I mean, not not the wolves, you know, but. <laughs> Yeah. It's like everything up there in Nashville. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're a player or whatever, you go up there and you get humbled. Right. You know? Right. Right. And so I felt like, and I still kind of feel like it when I write with him, You uh, coming back with my tail tucked between my legs, you know? Sure. Sure. And just realizing that I've got a lot to learn. And, uh, you know, it's it's great to be around him, guys and see how they think,
0: mm-hmm. how
1: they how they operate and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a totally different world and I still ain't got it figured out. I don't feel like.
0: Right. Yeah, so how... So first of all, let's backtrack a little bit. What what motivated you? Because if I remember right, your other albums, you pretty much wrote all the music. I know uh, you also worked with a guy you have for years, Johnny Mulhair, um, yes. who is, is, in his own right, has his claim to fame in the music history of the world. Um, but for the most part, you did most of the writing. Is that correct?
1: I did uh yeah. I think uh the, the first album I ever did back in 2010 I wrote every song on there uh you know lyrics and melody right and uh the second one I had uh I wrote one with Johnny actually he had already wrote the song but he he was happy with the courses, and uh, so he gave me that and then I right. put some verses on it and so we we did that, and then I, I wrote a little bit with my brother. Okay. And and okay. cut, you know, one of his songs for two yeah. or something. And kind of the same with the that third album I did, right. the Way to Live." Right. So, uh, I mean, really getting in a room, and you know, bouncing ideas off, and yeah. you know, like I said, pushing my comfort zone. Uh, that was this album. Yeah. First, I've got to do that
0: for sure so so what motivated that to to make that shift from pretty much doing everything you're on your own writing wise to now uh co-writing
1: an opportunity i yeah. guess you know yeah i uh, got to i got to meet some of them guys up there and and plus you know also i wanted to grow in yeah. writing you know uh i don't know how many times i've scoured the internet you know trying to figure out how to <laughs> what was so and so's Merle right. Hackens' technique? You know, yeah, but so, yeah. You know, it, you just you can't write that stuff down. You right. just gotta go in there and sit in with them and uh, yeah, and try to figure it out. I mean, I guess it's at least <laughs> I can't figure it out.
0: <laughs> right, right. Any other way? So, how just in the short, you know, probably year or two or so that you've been co-writing seriously, have you noticed a change in your? Um, style thinking process what has it done to your creative uh plug
1: yeah it's it has uh there's a few things here Uh, (laughs) good i uh you know i've always kind of wrote in spurts yes uh for years you know and so i'd kind of go through a little spurt maybe a month two maybe three Mm -hmm. and that seems like i just wrote a lot and Mm -hmm. then dried up you know yeah and but now and also, I uh, would kind of start typically from a title, you know what okay. I mean? Okay, yep, yep. Or an idea. Yep. And every once in a while, that, you know, I wouldn't do it that way. But these guys up here that uh, that I've been writing with, you know, they seem to be, well, he is, Roger is, uh, he's melody-oriented. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he kind of starts picking on the melody and then mm. just. I told him. I said, dang, everything falls out of your mouth. you got to write it down. (laughs) Right. Right. He's just naturally a a lyricist, I guess, you know. So I have been plunking around on some melodies, trying to just, you know, do it that way. Yeah. Um, And just kind of let it come to me. But like I said, I'm not very good at that yet. Uh, I still, you know, I have to... To uh, have an idea seems seems to me right. you know, to start with. Right at this point, but I have been experimenting with that. And stylistically, I don't guess anything's changed too much. You know, yeah. I uh, I grew up listening to traditional country. You know, and my writing buddies, you know, they're we're on the same page right yeah. now. So yeah.
0: you know, yeah. Um, it's interesting. I, I, I want to go two places um, from things you've just said. Yeah, it's from what I've learned. And, and of course, I do a lot of writing other than music, um, you know, books and articles and content. But what I've learned is you, you have to continue writing. It's a process. And the, the best piece of advice I had years ago was I, I was I think I was reading a book and the guy said, if you're going to be a real writer, you have to write every day. And I think that's applicable no matter what platform you're writing on, whether you're a a poet or a songwriter or, you know, an author or whatever. You have to put that into practice every day. And I don't think talent ever dries up. But what I do think can dry up is the ability to communicate well. Right. And tell a story well. And that's what music is, especially country music. It's just storytelling. And that's why... Haggard and Jones and George Strait could all write great songs because they were just telling stories to, in musical form. Right. Um, that's, that's a real miraculous thing, man. And so I think it's just that idea of, yeah, every day you've got to flex that muscle and you've got to exercise that muscle, whether it turn. And, and, and the thing I had to always tell myself and still do, it doesn't really matter if it turns out good. You're just working through the process and something good right. will come of it at some point.
1: Yeah. You know uh, that's exactly right. That's what these co writers I've been working with were saying that yeah. you know, you're gonna ride a bunch of duds.
0: Yep, yep.
1: But every once in a while you'll stumble on a you know, what you hope is a yeah a hit, I guess. You know, <laughs> right, right. You know. Yeah. Or you know, something's got you think might have potential or something, you know, that's really yeah. good. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So
0: And sometimes yeah, so. sometimes three or four of those duds might combine to make a decent one. That, yeah. That's I, I've looked back at my notebooks before and gone, oh yeah, that that'll work with this. <laughs> yeah. And and well,
1: sometimes you might think it's a dud at the time. Yep. Then when you go back and listen to it, you know, two or three months later, you're like, well, yeah. it's not too bad. <laughs> it's not <You> know, terrible. <laughs> maybe you can tweak it a little too. You know. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back to um, your love of country music, and I want to bring this up because. Music is an interesting thing. I, you and I grew up on the same exact music. The interesting thing is it manifested itself very different in our lives as we began. Man, I can't play country music to save my life. I can write it, okay, but I can't play it or sing it, but I grew up on the same artist you grew up on. And I've talked oh, to, I talked to I've talked to other musicians and it's the same, it's the same thing, you know. It just kind of comes out the way it comes out. So what made you grow up with these artists and then continue following that path of, of sticking with country music?
1: I grew up with it because uh, my dad and his dad, my grandpa, mm-hmm. uh, you know, daddy had a record collection of Hank Williams, yeah. uh, senior. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So I don't remember ever not listening to him and, uh, you know, Haggard. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are two of my favorites, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, George Strait, Charlie Pride, Marty Robbins, I and mean, all that stuff, you know. I just, it's just all I heard. Yeah. And you know, at a young age, when I was a little kid, you know, I just wanted to be just like Daddy. Yes. Yes. And Mom would uh, try to expose me to some other stuff. And. I remember one time she showed me that song, Red, Red, Wine, and I'm not bashing the song, <laughs> right. but it right. was the UB40 version of it. Okay, yeah, and yeah. And so she, she, before, she said, now your dad likes this song. And uh, so I said, okay. So I listened to it and I said, oh, yeah, that's great, you know. Well, he'd come back from where he was, and I asked him, Daddy, you like that song, Red, Red, Wine? No, I don't <laughs> like that song. You know? I mean, I was mad at mom. You know?
0: That's funny. So, so starting out, that yeah. was that. But yeah.
1: I turns out i'm a little hard-headed and, sure uh, sure you know stubborn yeah. and yeah i like to just you know i like what i like and, yep uh, and that's it and I, I you know i can't explain yeah. it any more than that i don't guess but uh you know high school i got some uh not picked on you know just raising, right you know right right man you need to listen to some newer stuff you know yeah yeah and uh you know so I just, I just stuck with it, man. And yep. it, it, you know, it's, it's in my soul. Yeah. You know, yep. it's, uh, yep. you know, I don't, and, you know, and I like very little rock. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, as far as listening, I like the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, but you know, kind of country sound, a lot of that. <laughs> right. And, and I like Roy Orbison and I like Elvis.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: And so, but as far as, Yeah, I mean, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's just, that's just as far as enjoyment, listening, enjoyment, yeah. pleasure, whatever.
0: Well, it's like I could tell people it's it's in your DNA. What you you are who you yes. are, you are what you are, and the quicker we can all figure that out about ourselves, um, the healthier people we are, and the more we can figure that out about each other, it's you know what what you're passionate about is what you're passionate about, and that's a good thing. That's never a bad thing. That's so, right never a bad thing and it's because it does relate to what you said a while ago you know a lot especially when you're trying to make it in an industry like music it's difficult to navigate and stay true to what your dna is because the marketplace is telling you here's what you need to do to sell records or here's what you need to do to sell books and uh and it's tough man when you're talking about trying to make a livelihood on something you love it it can become kind of personal sometimes so uh, right it's challenging i'm sure you've faced some of those barriers you know of trying to figure out what that looks like still being true to yourself absolutely
1: absolutely yeah i uh like i said this is uh the most contemporary stuff i've done you know and yeah. you know how contemporary sounded it is i don't know, but, you it, d- know.
0: D- it depends on who you ask i guess so. <laughs> it's yeah. all relative depends on who you ask uh, no, it's a great record, man. So you recorded this record in Nashville, correct? So, uh, yeah, uh,
1: I did. We, we went to Sound Emporium. And uh, so five, six of those tracks are, uh, you know, we went in there, I booked the studio for two days, Sound Emporium, the B room over there. Um, and so the first day, we hired uh, a lot of the Nashville session players, you know, mm-hmm. like Eddie Bayers. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they were they were the the guys in the '90s and early 2000s and yeah. stuff. You know, they were on every record. And so, uh, so we used them for bass, drums, uh, piano, and an, an acoustic player. You know, just laid down the rhythm tracks, and I cut my vocals in there. And each time that acoustic player would uh, go in there and layer another guitar, I'd go in there and sing another track. So that way, when right. I got done, I'd have a whole bunch to pick from.
0: Right, right.
1: And uh, uh, so then the the next day, it was my band. You know, we went in there, and laid down the drums, um, bass, piano, and then I hired a Nashville acoustic player because. You know, I wanted somebody really locked into right. that, and right. you know, I wanted to focus on singing. And <laughs> <Yeah. coughs> sorry, uh, but yeah, you know, I uh, I just wanted the absolute best for it, you know. Yeah. And plus, yeah. there's it was a, a bucket list thing too, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: and uh, you know, it's just a a great thrill. And my drummer, you know, he got to meet the, his idol.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, not idol. That's not the right word, but his favorite drummer. Sure, you know. sure, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, it was just a great experience. And, but, yes, and then, you know, on the overdub stuff, we used some of my guys and some more Nashville guys. Right, right. I had it mixed by a guy out there named Ed C. Uh, I think he did a great job. had yeah. it mastered out there. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it was just a – and I did that because, I, you know, there again, I wanted it to sound – contemporary i mean you know more yeah. contemporary and just try something different
0: yeah the 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 recording process is there's more to it than the average listener can even imagine i mean it's it's an incredible process and i i tend to be one that i enjoy all of the process from the writing to the the recording to the mastering to you know get i i just enjoy that i talk to so many musicians that just don't enjoy that side of the process where are you in that? I think I know the answer to this, but where are you in the whole process? Are you a guy that says, man, I just like to sing and get the music down? Or are you a guy that's really hands-on and wants to be a part?
1: The recording aspect of stuff intrigues me. Yeah, same. You know, Always same. has. Even when I was a, a little kid, you know, I was noticing stuff like, I mean, just real details, you know, I listened close. Yeah. Uh, you know, as a teenager, I shouldn't say a kid, you know, but just little things, and it always intrigued me, and then, you know, talking to my brother or somebody, you know, that just, you know, did you hear that snare hit right there? <laughs>
0: right. You know. Right, I don't right. care about
1: that. It's like the song, you yeah, know, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, it intrigues me, and I like to, uh, and it actually, you know, I took a more of a There was a couple songs that I had some guitar lick ideas on, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for the most part, I didn't really lay any of those down. And I wanted to stay away from that because, you know, I wanted to get the musician's perspective on it. I mean, you know what I mean? Yep, yep, yep. So I took, in a way, I took a little bit of a hands-off approach. Right. Same with mixing, you know. Uh, I helped mix those other ones, you know. And so I just, yeah, I just kind of wanted to... uh, lessen my input but it does intrigue me you know and if i hear something you know i'll say well how about you know what i mean
0: right right Uh, right but yeah well this uh, this album's next level compared to your other ones and so so taking a more hands-off approach when you've hired you know those studio musicians to come in that that's a different game man it's it's different than when you recorded in the past in your own hometown you know with johnny or whatever and it's kind of up to y'all to get it right and uh and so yeah that's totally understandable man that's that's yeah. good
1: well and you know i'm proud of the i'm proud of all that. they each yep. had their place in yep. my in yep. building my career and everything but yep. uh, you know uh, I'm, I'm a guy that likes to look forward
0: so on this uh on this newest one everything burns what's your what's your favorite track you got you got to choose one
1: one of them i wrote uh, I'll, I'll answer it definitively <laughs> okay uh, the one I went into the studio more worried about than any of them was one called uh, "It Just Ain't Working Anymore," mm, mm-hmm. and it it had a little bit more of a. I didn't know how that was going to turn out, mm-hmm. but once they laid it down, uh, like they, they, they got the feel just yeah. incredible. I thought you know, and uh, I was really proud of it. And I, what I was worried about was uh, straying too far off of my
0: original idea. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want him to go in there and make it too rocky or something. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you know because I'm a country guy, you know? <laughs> right? And I like I like to stick to it. That being said, I would have to say that's my second favorite, and my favorite is probably one I didn't write at all. Yeah. I didn't. I wish I could take some credit for it, but I can't. It Was written by Roger Springer and Robert Arthur, and it's called "A Woman I Can't Live Without."
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I'm a sucker. I like them old soft. Yep. Yeah. Well, I like slow songs, and I like heartbreak songs, but yeah. uh, I like love songs too. I, I just like, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm a ballad kind of guy. Yes. But, yes. You know, yeah. If I can get away with doing a whole album yeah. of ballads, <laughs> I do it. But you're, you really can't do that. So
0: that's in the future. Put that in your notes. One <laughs> day, one day you're going to do an album of ballads. Yep. Yeah.
1: When I don't want to sell me. Right. <laughs>
0: That's a good one, man. That, that, that's probably one of my top three or four uh, on the album for sure. It's a great... Yeah, I didn't know who wrote it. I, I miss back in the day when we could buy a CD or a cassette and, the, and, you know, you opened... Like, the best thing to do on those was to pull out the cover and read the lyrics and see who wrote it. And some yes. of them would put who played on it. I remember some artists would put... That was the coolest thing, man, and you can't do that anymore. And it, yes. it's kind of a bummer, you know? And, it
1: is. I've got a physical album... I'll get you. And it's got all that information nice. in there. I, I miss that, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. And when I hear something these days I like, Yeah. first thing I do is hit Wikipedia yep. or All Music, yep. one of those, to yep. see if it's listed. But a lot of times, it ain't.
0: Well, you know, on uh, on Apple Music now, and, and they may do it on other players as well, I don't know. But, you know, Apple Music, a lot of the artists, you can click that button on the bottom left, whatever it's called, and it'll pull up the lyrics. Uh, on your yes. on your phone, and who wrote it, and that that I'm, I was glad when they added that feature because that uh, yeah, I just missed that man. That was I do too. And the smell, I was into the smell like the cassette covers just had this smell to them that made you go, "Yes, I got the new whatever it is."
1: <laughs> oh, I know. There wasn't nothing like right going, you know, back. It was cassettes and CDs when I was, mm-hmm. you know, like at the mall. I remember Camelot Music, yep. and their mom would go to the mall. Yep. Take us kids and leave yep. my butt in Camelot, Camelot <laughs> Music. Yeah. And I go look through the tapes and CDs, and uh, they had that little deal where you can yep. scan mm. a CD and listen to pieces of songs. Yes, yes. Yep. That whole deal was...
0: Interesting time.
1: Uh, yeah, and I do miss it, you know. Yeah. But yeah. it is very easy to access lots of good music, too.
0: Oh, it's, it's incredible, yeah. yeah. So, no, the platform, well, I mean, the, the world shrunk. I mean, you can find music, and, and as an artist you can put your music out to so many more people that you you, you couldn't before in a quick amount of time so yes, uh, yeah uh but yeah man if you've got a cd i'll i'll, I'll even buy it from you cuz i just love having i'll probably never play it because I don't, I don't even think i have a cd player anywhere to be honest <laughs> but just to open it up and man that's 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 yeah old school right there so um i might try and get you one are you going to do any vinyl i know that's really taking off again
1: I tell you what, that would be, even just for me. Uh, I would love to get a record of yeah. my album. You yep. know, put it on the vinyl. Just to hear what it sounds like. Cause you know what? Oh yes. Like yeah. we were saying. Uh, well, I like a lot of old stuff, you mm-hmm. know. And mm-hmm. for years, that stuff was so hard to find. You couldn't find it in Camelot Music. Was, right. You know, kind of. Uh, but I could get on eBay. And find a vinyl record of it yeah. a lot of times, you know, yeah. and so I'd order a vinyl record. But uh, I love the way vinyl sounds. Yeah. And yeah, I'd be a thrill to get to do that. I don't have that on my list right now. Yeah. But one of these days, because it's 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 expensive to get it, it done. It is, you know?
0: yep, yep. But it's really making a comeback, and people are buying vinyl <laughs> Are which I, which I find very interesting. Yeah, very, yeah, it's, it's crazy. very interesting. But no, it's uh, it's you know even even <clears throat> when when we were still touring quite a bit, people would ask constantly, "Do y'all have that on vinyl? Are you gonna do it on vinyl?" I'm like, "Well, not when it costs me fifteen bucks a record to make, I, I know, that's still, that's <laughs> it's crazy." That's yeah. A
1: thing. But My ambition, I guess, on that deal was just would be just mostly to
0: yeah see you did hear it, it
1: yep. uh, see what it sounds like a keepsake
0: well I, you know. and i would guess you've got a really strong clientele that that vinyl might surprise you the sales might uh might do really well
1: you're so, you might be right there yeah but uh, but it is kind of scary it is and spend yep. all that money to get your yep. vinyl pressed up pre-sales One of these days pre-sales
0: that's how you do it pre-sales, pre-sales. Yeah. then you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> that's right you know that's a good idea yeah pre-sales Hey Will, so you've got a wonderful family, man. How in the world um have you been able to balance uh those cute little kids and your relationship uh with your wife? How how you know, I, I've kind of been able to see your career, you know, blossom and grow and just kind of evolve. But for our listeners, um maybe even for someone who's uh maybe even for someone who's um you know, trying to start a career or start a business even you know business approaches aren't different because it's a different you know career path it's the same right how is that balance? what what are what have been some of the struggles you've had to go through what are some of the um, compromises you've had to make what are some of those things you've had to do to really make this dream become a reality?
1: Um, well, first off, I got a heck of a wife, you know, and uh, she you know got my back I should say that uh and I wouldn't be able to do it without her yeah you know without her that, that support system and uh she's been real good about you know if I'm gone for an extended amount of time or something you know or a lot during right. throughout the month or whatever you know uh she's been real understanding she knows you know yeah. she she gets it yeah and you probably knew what she what my intentions and goals right. were when she married me, right you know? right so, that, first off, you know, um, and uh, I'm trying to think of business stuff. Business has been a, I'm trying to think of how to say this. I've not always been good at making business decisions, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, it, you know, it's taken a while to learn that, you know, you got to, you got to think, think about it as from a business perspective, and you know what? I'm still trying to figure all that out. You yes. Know? Yes. And uh, I'm hoping that one of these days, you know, it'll pay off. You know, yeah. to yeah. Uh, I don't know if that makes any sense or not. Oh, it does. But, yep. Uh, yep. You know, it, it's a, it can be a struggle. Yep. Uh, and yeah, it's a it can be pretty tough and stress you out. Yeah. But. You know, you just got to realize for me, I mean, it's my livelihood, you know, Mm -hmm. it's what I want to do from here on out. And
0: Mm -hmm. yeah,
1: I got to I got to try to treat it that way.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting. I I think when you have something that you just know you want to do in life, call it your dream or your passion, or like we said earlier, it's in your DNA. Sometimes it's difficult. And I think all because you're an entrepreneur, you're you're running, you're running Will Bannister, Inc., And what Will Bannister, Inc. does is plays country music. And I think what's difficult, especially for creative people who say, look, I know what I want to do. I know what I want to how I want to live in this world. It's hard for us to sometimes go, "Okay, there's a couple of ways that can go. You can only do that and never accomplish anything. Or you can focus on it and build it on a strong foundation, and it'll succeed over time. I think we, I think we avoid that second option more often because it takes more time. Yeah, it just takes more time.
1: It does, and you know what? A lot of times, for me personally, uh, a lot of things pop up. I don't, I don't want to mess with that. I don't want to yep. think about it. It's yep. too hard. Yep. stresses me out. I just want to go play my music. Yes, but you, you can't do that. <laughs> yes. you know? and, and i tell you, man, I, there's certain things that, you know, worry me sick, you know, wake yeah. me up in the middle of the night just thinking about it. And I got yeah. canker sores real bad, you know, and when I start getting stressed <laughs> right. out, boom, my mouth just blows up with everything, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it really is kind of a tough business, you know. I mean, yeah. from my a limited experience, you know, yeah. Yeah. there's there's been there. There's been some
0: tough moments for sure. Well, I think it is for everybody. I mean, who likes doing accounting? Most entrepreneurs don't. Who likes doing taxes? Most entrepreneurs don't. Um, Most of us aren't very good marketers. We were talking about before the show. Most of us don't enjoy promoting ourselves, but we have to promote ourselves and it becomes a challenge. And the thing that really helped me years ago was when I started putting into perspective, the things I don't enjoy doing are actually serving the greater purpose of what I want to accomplish. When I could kind of shift that in my head, it's still not easy doing accounting every month, but I at least know, okay, if I take this hour, it's going to serve the greater purpose of what I really want to do. Right. And that, that kind of, I call those uh, mind jedi tricks. It's, it's it's like you're tricking yourself into believing in something when you really, you really don't.
1: Right. Well, I'll tell you, yeah. you know, when you're, I mean, accounting wise you know i let it build up on you yep and it would be easier if i just sat down every month like you said yep and just get it done yep Yep. and that way you're not going through 12 months of stuff (laughs) to be done you know and having to remember what you know yeah yeah so yeah i I get that exact i mean i get
0: that (laughs) yeah yeah and i and i think i think entrepreneurs we're all on the same boat we're we We know what we want to do in life; we just want to do that, and we we may not know how to get there, but we know where we want to go and so it's just laying that brick by brick to get there so um so let's talk about what uh we're obviously in the middle as we as we mentioned in the first uh part of this episode we're in the middle of this crazy pandemic, man, and things have shut down uh. Things have gotten really interesting um, for everyone, not just not just musicians, but for business owners and consumers and everyone. Looking past that, uh, talking about touring, and, and it's kind of difficult to put out an album during this because one way you support an album is playing shows. And so, yes. um, so I want to talk about first, what do you see kind of the direction you're headed tour-wise after all this is lifted? And then I want to come back after that. I know you've done some things on social media during the pandemic that have been really cool. Um, but first, let's look forward. Kind of what do you have some shows booked moving forward? Are you booking shows? What does that look like?
1: I've got a few. Uh,
0: I haven't really
1: booked a whole lot due to all this. So right now, I'm just kind of taking a wait and see approach. Uh, but I'll tell you, my goals for the future is. Uh, For years, I've done this as a, you know, I've played a lot of dances, Mm uh, four hour sets, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, four hour Mm -hmm. nights, you Mm -hmm. know, and or three or whatever, you know, and it mostly cover songs just to keep them on the dance floor. Right, right. Uh, and I'll tell you my goal, uh, for in the future soon, hopefully, is, uh. Establish myself as more of an artist instead of a yes. cover act, you yes. know, yes. or a dance band. Right. So I'd like to get out and start doing my originals. Yeah. You know, that's that's kind of what uh, I would love to do. And I, it's hard. You know, I yeah. seen a meme the other day that said uh, yeah. people at home yeah. not coming to your shows. Play play originals. Original music. Yeah. You yeah. It's yeah. just a funny. It's kind of true too. You know. Yeah. I mean, sorta. You know, at least when you're trying to entertain dancers yep you know
0: so so here's uh, not the only reason but one of the main reasons guys like you are further ahead in the game musically than I am is because I won't play covers (laughs) I just don't I I committed you know I started writing songs at 12 years old and I just fell in love with writing music and I committed when I play and tour I'm I'm playing my stuff much like you're stuck on country music that's who you are it's your DNA I'm a writer right And, um, and we, over the years, man, we played a lot of three and four hour shows and I made sure two and a half, three hours of those were originals. And I didn't, it's, but it's not easy because it's hard. It's very difficult to book paying gigs when you're an original artist. Um, but that was in my DNA and I couldn't, I couldn't go against that, you know, and looking back business wise, probably not the best approach, but It's what I can live with. It's what I can go to bed at night, you know. And
1: yeah, uh, you know, and that's neat that you have done that, you know. And I'll tell you, you know, doing them these covers for all these years, uh, and even like some private events, you know, we played some weddings or yeah. whatever, and yeah. throwing some rock and roll. Yep. You know, and I'm not yep. a, I'm not a rock and roll guy, but I've sang some. Yep. And I tell you, I, I just took it, looked at it as a challenge. Yeah. And uh, and I've you know. It's been good for me vocally, you know. Yes. I've got to yes. uh really kind of hold my skills on the, you know, the bandstand. Yeah. I guess you know. If yeah. I, I don't want to sound egotistical or anything. no, that's no. Not what I'm no. that's not what I'm going for, you know. Yeah. But you know, I felt like I feel like it's helped me be a better singer than yeah. than I, I was, you know. Yeah. At least I hope. I mean, you know. Yeah. I well, mean, I, you
0: know, I, I push
1: myself, try to expand my oh, sure. notes and yep. my range and everything. Yep. You know, so
0: yeah. Well, I, I would uh, thank you for sharing your goal with us, and I would I would uh, encourage you greatly to pursue that goal because there there's a you've got really really good original music, really good, and it deserves to be heard by people. And B, there's nothing cooler than singing your song on stage, and look out, and other people are singing it. I know it. That, and you've experienced that, but that is, as an artist, that's just like, it was so funny. I have a quick personal story. I'll tell you, we were playing a show uh, a couple of months ago actually and I told you before the show that I, I lost my singing voice and so uh, we had to bring in another lead singer, one of my good friends and and he's doing a great job. But anyway, it was so funny. We were in the middle of a show and we were playing one of our originals called The Door that I wrote quite a few years ago and uh and there's an instrumental break. And during that break, he walks back over to me and he whispers in my ear, isn't this an original song? And I go, yeah. And he goes, people are singing it. And I go, yeah, that's the point. Yeah. And it kind of took him by surprise. He's like, whoa, I'm learning all these new songs that I don't know. And other people kind of know them. And it's, it's as a creator, that's a cool thing, man. That's a really cool thing.
1: It is a very cool thing. And I'll I tell you, I got a story kind of like that. It's um. Uh... I was playing, and I, before this album, I had a batch of songs wrote. A bunch of them I didn't cut, you know. Yeah. So I was trying one out on stage one night, and uh, it was the first time I'd ever played it for that group of people. Anyway, might have been the first time ever, but uh, I noticed towards the end of the song, they were sing A couple of them were yep. singing along. I thought, yep. hey, that's cool. Might, <laughs> you know, might be. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of shows it might be catchy enough. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? So. Yep. And I wound up not recording that particular song, Yeah, uh, you know, but uh, it is a good
0: feeling. Well, hey, that's built-in album sales. If they're already singing it and you haven't cut it on the album that you do cut it on, <laughs> you know you've got people that are going to buy it. So that's smart marketing, Will. Good job. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i tell you the
1: funny thing about that is I took that idea uh and I took it up to my writing buddies and we were actually rewrote that thing. So yeah. maybe yeah. in the future. Yeah.
0: Who knows? Who Am knows? Am I
1: sticking on a, yeah, who knows? Yeah.
0: So, uh, while we're on it, let's talk about this. Let's talk about fan experience. So you've kind of, you've had these venues you've been playing for a long time. And I, and a lot of them are dance based, you know, venues or bars or whatever. Um, so let's go two two ways. If if people were to show up to their, you know, local bar to go dancing as an artist, what would you want them to get out of that experience?
1: Just want them to enjoy themselves, you know, maybe yeah. uh it's always nice to make an impression, you mm-hmm.
0: know, mm-hmm. get
1: a message on Facebook the next day or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. saying really enjoyed your stuff, you know. So yeah. uh Yeah. You know, my goal too is to keep them on the dance
0: floor. Right. Right.
1: Uh, yeah, and it's fun. You know, looking out there, seeing them have right. a smile on their face, and yeah, coming by the bandstand, you know, <laughs> pointing at me or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know? yep, so yep. I guess that's it. Yeah. You know, just, just have fun and, uh,
0: and, uh, yeah. Okay. Second part of that question. Okay. You're in the future. And you're now playing shows where it's you and all of your original stuff. So it's much less dance floor oriented and folks are paying $25 a ticket to see Woe Bannister. Okay. What do you want that person to get out of your show? I'd like them to uh,
1: enjoy my original music. You know, it'd be nice to, to be up there with some of the classics. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean, yeah. as far yeah. as uh, yep. uh, songs that I grew up listening to. So yeah, if you if you could ever get
0: to that point, that would be pretty special, I
1: guess. You yeah. know, but I don't know, Mitch, that's a tough question.
0: It's interesting point. to consider, though, isn't it? It's interesting it to go, you know, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm offering these people, because that's to me where creative arts is very different than selling a normal product. Because if I sell you this phone, I know what, you, what I want you to experience, but I also know what you're probably going to experience. And yeah. when you're selling something abstract like music, it's almost like these people are paying 25, 30 bucks to come see me play my stuff. Like it's almost like a very interesting exchange that happens. Um, and that's, I always like to ask artists that question. What, what do you want the people to get out of having that experience with you? Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, man, from a fan perspective and, an, and a, an artist perspective to consider that.
1: It is. And I'll tell you, as a fan, uh, when you hear a song, I mean, it could be like a, you know, a Haggard record, and, you know, I'd have a CD of a Haggard, and yeah. skip certain songs, never actually listen to them. Right. And then one day, for some reason, sit there and listen to that particular song, it's just like, God, they just hit you. <laughs> I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and then you can't quit listening to it. Yep. So that, I mean, I guess the same would apply for an artist, you know? Yes. You, you yes. want them to, you want them to be affected and moved Mm -hmm, by that mm -hmm, particular mm -hmm. song and uh i remember here a while back i got a i did a song that uh, i did not write right but i'll tell you right now it will be i'm not going to tell you the title (laughs) or nothing you
0: know it'll be on the next one teasing us teasing us already i like it
1: (laughs) i I don't know when that'll be but it's gonna be on there because i love the song and uh i i tried it out at a little acoustic deal Mm -hmm. and uh the reaction I got was pretty special, yeah. you know, Yeah. and yeah. so, yeah, I guess that's yeah. kind of a, you know, it seemed like it might have moved a person or two, right. maybe. You know, it right. moved me. Yeah, you know, yep. Yep. I love. yeah
0: Well, hey, Will, this is uh, this has been fun, man. I, I've been, blast, I've please. enjoyed talking with you. Um, like I said, I've I've had a privilege of watching your music, not as long as some, but uh, I I, re- I think I remember the first time I saw you play um it was before you started playing with johnny and them uh it was out at the fairgrounds for something some something that was ha- and it's it's been gosh that was probably in uh could it have been maybe 2007 or 8 maybe maybe 2009 uh, that's quite possible somewhere in there yeah somewhere in there and and i was actually playing a, a deal out there at, it was like the next day um after you but but I remember watching you play, man, just you and your guitar, and so oh. so it's been kind of neat to watch watch your evolution and watch your uh, your talent just grow and your songwriting grow and uh, and that's cool, man. It's cool to well, it's cool to see someone move along the way, you know. I appreciate so,
1: that, Mitch, and yeah. yeah, I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, seeing me out yep. there, so yep. uh, that's so,
0: neat. Uh, keep up the hard work, man. You're one of the hardest working artists I know out there as well, and that's uh, hard work is a choice, and you're. Definitely a hard worker, so... Yeah, sure. So the the album's great. Uh, Friends, go out and get it. You can download it anywhere uh, that music is available. Everything Burns is the name of the album. Uh, Make sure you follow Will on Instagram, Will Bannister Music. That's B-A-N-I-S-T-E-R, one N. Uh, Yeah, just keep up. He promised me before the show that he was going to get better at posting on Instagram, so we need everyone to go follow him to make sure that... That he uh, that he does that, so uh, I'm gonna help him out and make sure that happens. So, um, Appreciate it. hey, Will, before we go, um, two things. Number one, anything else you'd like to leave with the people that you can think of? Anything you want to tell them before we finish up? Um,
1: I guess might. I mean, if it's all right, might tell them to go check out my website. Yes. Uh, what is that? You know, Willbanister.com. Okay, good. It's real easy. Good. Uh, and uh, yeah, just thanks. Yeah, I guess.
0: Yep. Good. Good, good. Hopefully, you have a lot, of, a lot of downloads and new fans after this. So, the music's yeah. great. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, friends, whether you're a fan of country music or not, um, I know everyone is a fan of good storytelling. And so, whether you like the genre of country music or not, you like storytelling. And this album is full of um, great storytelling. So, okay, well, last thing. So, I have something I do with all of my guests on the show. I have five questions that I'm going to ask you. Okay. So I'm gonna ask you five questions, one word answer. It's kind of a speed round type of a thing. We'll see how okay. it goes. Okay. Regarding regarding books, do you prefer digital or paper?
1: Audio. No. Digital. So
0: digital. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That'll work. Um, coffee or tea? Coffee. Coffee. Do you like it black? Black. Yeah, okay. Uh, what's your what's one guilty pleasure that you have in life? candy candy <laughs> uh, yeah. that'll work what's or your oreos oh there you go oreos. okay so do you love or this is outside of the five questions do you love oreos so much that when they come up with the seasonal ones do you buy those no uh, you just like the regular ones <laughs> i like the
1: regular and if i ain't careful i'll go through a row like that
0: <laughs> so. now we know uh what's one thing that you cannot live without Family. Family. Good. I had, a, I had a gut feeling you were going to say that. Um, and what's your favorite uh, season of the year? So the four seasons in the year. What's your favorite season? Summer. Summer? Nice. So we're about in the middle of it, and it's been hot. We are. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's already hot. getting
1: hot. Of course, so. you know, closer to the end of summer, I might say. Fall? Winter, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, hey, Will. This
0: has been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for joining us, and, uh, and good luck on your album. It's a great record. Your best one to date. And uh, this has been good, man. Thank you so much, so. Mitch.
1: I appreciate you having me on. It's been a blast.
0: Yes, sir. Make sure you stay on the line after we finish. You and I'll finish up. Uh, hey, brothers and sisters, thank you so much for listening to The Mitch Gray Show. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Mitch Gray Show, that's G R A Y. Follow us on social media, M Gray Media, again, G R A Y. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Mitch Gray Media. All of our podcasts go on there via video. And then, uh, Uh, You can subscribe to the podcast to get the audio version. So, uh, brothers and sisters, we hope you are safe. We hope you are well. Make sure you hug and love on those you love dearest. And uh, we will talk to you next week.
1: Thanks, Mitch.